would like to give a big shout out to our sponsors at Combat Vet CBD. Combat Vet CBD is not only for veterans, it's for you too. Their CBD and Delta 8 products are high quality, full spectrum, and cheaper than all of their competitors. If not, they will match anyone's prices. CBD is all natural and better than pharmaceutical alternatives. Say no to narcotics that make you into a zombie and say yes to Combat Vet CBD. Go to CombatVetCBD.com and use the word cult. That's C-U-L-T, cult, at checkout and save 30% on all products. Welcome to the show. This is the Cult of Conspiracy, and my name is Jonathan. And today, it's just me, because you know who is back. It's Johnny Vincento. How's your day going, my good man? All right. It's science. Always a a fun time to have you on. And that introduction that you have, your theme song, is very interesting. I sent that to um, one of the talk shows. I don't need to mention his name. That's what was my request and how I would have the whole audience going crazy. And I would be walking in there and signing autographs. Yeah, so that they never call me back. <laughs> well, Johnny, look, for anybody that maybe hasn't listened to one of the podcasts that me and you have done before, give a little rundown about who you are and what you do. My name is Johnny Vincento. I got a new line of books out only 99 cents i don't care about the money that's the lowest i could go but it's free it's not even 99 cents it's free the whole month go to amazon type in teleport news and you get a free issue every day to probably january 28th of this month so basically the it's one through seven and tuesdays are issue one and sundays Mondays are issue seven. So just want a free issue. I'm bringing teleportation back to the world. It was common back in the Sanskrits. It's common back even uh, in Thoth. He's the one who built the pyramids. In fact, he writes about teleporting within the pyramid itself, in the sarcophagus. He's even writing as he's doing it. Before me opens the portal. That's what the pyramid was built for. In fact, issue eight, I already gave that away for free, though. If you look at issue eight, right on the front cover is a map of where his buried treasure is. 
The world should be going crazy when this gets out a little bit. Right under the map, there's no doubt about it. I got his exact words. Uh, we went over there on Google Earth. We did the measurements just like he's talking about. It's going from the Sphinx all the way to the top of the one of the pyramids. Then you go to other direction, the same distance, same angle, and put an X right there. Apparently it doesn't look like it's been found yet. And what's written is, seems like there's 36,000 plus scrolls that Thoth left humanity because he says that all these civilizations, they're forgotten. And that's just the way it is. And he says that I even know that our great civilization is going to be gone. So I'm leaving the children of man that are unborn a vault. And that's where it is. I put the X there. I'm just afraid that the Egyptian hierarchy is going to conceal it like they do everything else. But that's why I'm putting it out to the public. I'm one of these freelancing scientists. I'm not looking for any money, but I don't work with the science community. I could bring it directly to the people. If I went through the science community, none of this would even get to any of you. Well, and that's because most science is funded by millionaires and billionaires who only want to uh, have science actually looked, certain sciences actually looked into in order to be able to sell and promote whatever they're selling. And, um, you know, we see it all around the world, especially more so in the last two or so years, if you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, the scientists, unfortunately, there's not a lot of rogue scientists out there that are doing their own work just out of sheer curiosity. And, and you know, most of the time they don't really have the means to anyway, but uh, that's just kind of the society we live in. You know, you got to have you got to have money to put food on the table. And in order to get food, I mean, in order to, to, to get the money, you know, you're you're kind of limited on what you can do sometimes, especially in that field. So, I mean, I love what you're doing. Um, I we've talked about it before. Your way of teleportation is very unlike anything that I personally have ever heard before. Um, could you, would you mind telling the people exactly how you do the teleportation and, um, you know, just explain the steps of, in case they're curious and want to try it themselves. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. First of all, you have to understand that there's worlds within worlds, one within each figure the whole universe here that we have in front of us, or just picture a, a square, one foot by one foot square right in front of your face. And picture that's a Rub Rubik's Cube. That's our frequency of matter. Doesn't matter if you're in outer space. It doesn't matter if you're light years away. That's our frequency for the whole entire universe. And now picture another Rubik's Cube over that Rubik's Cube by maybe the thickness of a edge of a coin. And that's the highest level of directly contacting Earth. And that's just as valid as here. You can't even tell the difference when you're over there. And you could teleport there. And you could walk around in your physical body too. What happens is you're fast. And then 
you fatigue, depending on your body weight, three, four days, maybe you're heavier, five days. I wouldn't recommend that. Do so at your own risk. I'm putting that disclaimer out. Consult the doctor too, so this way I cover all my bases. You fast, say you weigh 165, three days, maybe you weigh 185, four days, maybe even 200, maybe four days. You fast, and then on the last, it's just like clockwork too, by the way. See, if you want to start at nine in the morning, nine in the morning, fast. Next nine in the morning, fast. Next nine in the morning, but at eight in the morning, start sipping on some 80 proof liquor. Now that sounds, oh yeah, he's, you know, he's a partier, he's crazy. Now, what happens is we used to have this ability within us back in uh, thousands of tens of thousands of years ago, whatever you want to call it, we were able to vibrate. And this, this dude's thought, this ancient scientist, he says, after you're done fasting, you vibrate into you, into you open the portal and you send your spirit. And then when you go to these other realms of existence that are different frequencies, you are issued a new body according to that frequency of matter. So that means you're over here in one body, the silver cord, which is a tube, which is actually a wormhole, but there's religious and science words. That's the whole thing. I'm bringing science and religion together. The wormhole connects both of you together, your other body. And through quantum entanglement, we're made of particles. Your life force goes through the wormhole. That's why people say, I went through the tube. I seen a light at the end of the tunnel. That's a wormhole. But they never went through if they're inside. The, and they, they always talk about, I, I seen it. I seen a light at the end of the tunnel. Well, I'm trying to tell you that I went through. And I was able to walk in my other body. And then you're about there for about five minutes. And then you come back, and the wormhole closes on its own, brings you back, even if you want to stay. It's safe. It's been a 20-year project, which I call the teleportation project. And before I brought it to the public, I said, I can't bring this to the public without testing out time travel. And I tested out that, too, and that works. And that's why we're here. I see in 2030. And I'm trying to stop what I've seen in 2030, or what I was told at least. I mean, I've seen an abandoned city, I was shown. I even asked what year it was. And the guy says that was over there, this may be the extinction of the human race. We need to get to the southern states. We only have enough food and water for three days. So I've seen the future. And what can I do about it? The only way to stop Armageddon it's either by an asteroid or a nuke, nuke war. So the only way to stop this Armageddon or try to is to bring this teleportation to the United Nations and have every single country test it out. And that probably won't be able to stop it, but at least afterward, the world will be enlightened because we're talking only seven more years. And that's what I'm going to try to do. At least when I get to heaven for, for full time or the second level, second level is nice too. See, heaven is the world directly over us. That has the light, the heavenly light. It gives you euphoria. It's like you're doing drugs or something. You just look at the light. You're like, Ooh, you're like, oh man. It's not, you, so the light we're going to discuss 
uh, can actually evolve the, the human brain as well. And it's also what they used for immortality back in the day on here on Earth. Very interesting. Okay, and it's very interesting how you said 2030 of all years. And you're saying that you were able to go through this wormhole and you were able to travel to the future to actual 2030. Now, first off, before I even get to what I want to say about 2030, because anybody that listens to the show probably knows where I'm going with that. But um, as far as, you know, whenever you're you're time traveling, you're you're going, you know, uh, down the wormhole, you're traveling through the tube, um, you're you're experiencing the craziest of things. You're seeing the light. It's it's magnificent. Um, All of that's going on now. Some people would just say that you're tripping. Some people would just say that, oh, it's just chemicals that are firing off in your mind that um, that, you know, it's just giving you some kind of euphoria and it makes you think that you're actually experiencing something like a dream, you know. Um, However, I don't see it that way personally. You know, I mean, you you know that I am a hypnotist and I do past life regression. I haven't done in a little while, but I've I've done over. I don't know, two, 300 um, uh, people at this point. And in my mind, it seems to be very real. Now, there's no way for me to prove that. I mean, just like whenever I had my mushroom experience and I was talking to the Elohim, like, like I've told everybody here before, there's no way for me to prove that. Like, there's a difference between truth and fact and and i know this sounds very weird uh, and we've talked about it before there's a difference between truth and fact and that difference between truth and fact is is that yes it's the truth that i ex- i experienced that but there's no way that it could be a fact because i can't prove it and so i guess the point of what i'm trying to say is is that if you're traveling to another dimension visiting future you know, future versions of us and seeing what goes on just seven years away from now. Are you confident that that is really what is going to happen? Or is there anything in the back of your mind that says, maybe it's just a dream. Maybe I'm just tripping. Maybe they are just chemicals that are firing off of my brain. What goes on in your mind whenever, you know, maybe uh, those kind of thoughts go on um, within your own brain? I wouldn't go to the United Nations if it ain't happening. In fact, teleportation is a side effect of time travel. I found it by accident. So that's what time travel is, it's teleportation. And as far as proof, I want every nation to pick maybe 10 people out of their flocks and test the teleportation. And once that's proven, you got the whole world saying the same thing. Hey, Johnny's Johnny got some proof here. And plus, I'm a scientist. This has been going on for 20-some years. I've been testing this out. It's not like these people on the Internet where you say, oh, yeah, I time traveled. And they got no backing whatsoever. I have the whole teleportation project 
that lasted for 20 years. So. Interesting. So I guess my main question would be, and I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I'm completely a believer of everything that you're saying, because I know that I've experienced something very similar. And I know that whenever I've experienced things, there's nobody in the world that can tell me that I was just tripping and that was just a chemical imbalance going on in my brain. Nobody can tell me that because whenever somebody tells me that I just scoff and I'm like, you have no idea. Right. But as far as your teleportation goes, is there any way that you've found that you can physically prove it? Like you say you do for 20 years. Is there any way that you were able to look at something and then come back to, to this reality and maybe go see it in this reality or prove it in this reality. Have you ever experienced anything like that? Or was all were all of these events too far out in the future or too far back in the past or too deep in another dimension to, to really do anything like that? This was my only second success with time travel. The first one only lasted for a half second. I went back to when I was, I calculate, seven years old. And I was looking out of my own eyes at this little uh, Indian toy we got from Mackinac Island over there in uh, Illinois. So that's how I could pinpoint how old I was. And I'm like, hey. In fact, before I put this project out to the public, that's where I was. I was standing in front of my creator. He looked like my dad on Earth. And I says... I want you to show me the future. I mean, if God can, or my creator, whatever you want to call him. And the, the Bible says that I, I don't know what was going on because this is a bunch of times I seen my father over there, but my father was alive here at the time. And I was reading the Bible and it says only the son will know who the father is and the father know who the son is. And the son will reveal them. And then I'm reading these old ancient writings about these, uh, these other gods, we'll get to that, and they could, with their mind, create anybody that they want. So that makes sense. That you look like my father. Anyway, he says, I want you to show me the future. He says, not everyone has the ability to see the future. And then I forced it on him. I said, I want you to show me the future. And he says, okay, concentrate where I'm pointing and think of the future. I don't know what's going on. I never did any future stuff like this. And I, I see, you mean between those two trees over there? He says, yes. Do you see any visions? I says, no, but but right there for a half second, I, I see myself. So I just said, no, I don't, I don't know what's going on. But I did see myself for a half second. And he says, okay, let's see if you can see the past. And he, he's the one who brought that up. He says, I want you to concentrate where I'm pointing and think of Indians. Oh, yeah, that's when I seen him. Yeah, I didn't see nothing in the future. They think Indians, Indians and I thought of my toy and I went back for a second he says do you see any vision i said that's when and i also said no but i seen myself as a kid as, as far as uh 2030 goes that's it it's not 2029 it's not 2031 i even asked what year i was at i said what year is it when i was in the future and the future wasn't f fully physical it was sort of like you're taking on a vision and then in certain areas i was able to be physical, like I was able to. We walked into this pet store, and it was, it was abandoned and ransacked. 
and I seen a fish tank. It's about the diameter of uh, three feet, maybe eight inch plexiglass walls with a little waterfall. And I cut my hands in the water and I tasted the water and it smelled like fish because there was like a sliced fish on top of it floating. So it smelled like fish. I was able to taste the water. And I, I yelled up because the other guy walked upstairs and I said, hey, I found a water source. All we need is some food and we'll be all set. The one thing that was strange with this future thing was at the very end when I was upstairs, I walked upstairs too and that, that was all ransacked. I heard outside some kind of drone. It sounded like, mm, 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 mm. and then I came back. When you hear that sound, you know the jig's up. I don't even know what that is. I don't want to know what that was. But if I had a window, I would have looked out. But I didn't. I didn't look out the window. But there, the window wasn't even on that side of the building. As far as having proof, I don't want nobody to believe me. How's that sound? I want the nations around the world to test it themselves. I don't want any viewer to even believe me. I'm telling you how to do it. You go to Teleport News. First issue shows you how to teleport. Try it. What's the big deal? You fast for three days, four days, you do a little sipping, and then you're all set. And then you could go anywhere you want. Time travel is different because you, the steering is understood now. So if you want to go see the dinosaurs, you want to see the year 4000, if you want to see a certain individual. Some of my students in India, well, um, they brought up a good point. If the wormhole's open and you're over here and you're quantum entangled, even your clothes, let's go get a headset and have a push button battery operated headset to press record. So when you're over here before you teleport and before, and you'll feel your spirit about to leave too, by the way, your life force, you'll know when that, as soon as you close your eyes, you know that uh, wormhole's taking you away on a great adventure. And we wanted to do an experiment. All that's needed is some students, some some trusty disciples that are disciplined. You got a headset on and you got a monitor. You close your eyes because it's time. You could and you a lot of times I hear a whoosh and then you're standing over there. Now let's see if the headset is uh quantum entangled with you. If it is, so you're over here with the button turned off. When you get over there, press it on and record. To open a wormhole, maybe uh, given a, a wireless signal to, to the monitor in the room. And that would be pretty nice. That could be uh, possible. This is all new science, so having this proof, you gotta do a lot of testing. But it's anybody could teleport. Within three days, you'd be teleporting. If you're really thin, you weigh like 90 pounds or 100, you'll be teleporting within two days. Wow. That is just fascinating. And I'm going to need to try this. I can't get past. I, I think the, the, the longest I've ever fasted was for uh, like 50 hours or 55 hours, something like that. A little bit more than two days. And uh, it is difficult trying to fast for that long. I'm a, I'm a bit of a, of a thickum. So I need to fast a little bit longer than I guess the rest of everybody. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it it makes sense because whenever you're fasting and it even says whenever you're fasting in the Bible, 
that you're supposed to fast in order to it's it really is kind of like an enlightenment thing and it'll it'll get you vibrating at such a point that that you you're no longer connected with this physical reality that's what it feels like to me i'm no longer concerned with my physical problems like not my physical body problems but just my problems within this physical reality because you understand that there is so much more to everything than that it's such a minute problem um and you know and the same thing i get i get kind of the the same um thought with that whenever i go into a deep meditation you start to realize you know because you can kind of jump out of your body a little bit um i mean me personally i can jump out of my body whenever i'm deep in meditation and i i go to what i call my tree house and i'm no longer i'm not even on the ground anymore i am up in the air and i can look down at myself and i know that i'm not tripping that is some real thing that is going on there that is it's like I'm watching myself in a TV show. That's what it feels like. And I'm able to see, man, like, okay, you know, these bills, yeah, they need paid, but they, I shouldn't be getting stressed out about them. You know, um, uh, whatever, whatever the case may be, my work is being a pain in the ass. I shouldn't get that stressed out about them because you start to really see just how small all these issues are. And I think that a lot more people should really try this. And whether it be meditation, whether it be teleportation, whether it be um, some kind of hypnosis, however you get yourself out of your body, you're able to see not only is it awesome because what you're experiencing is awesome, um, but you're also able to put things a little bit more in perspective and say, OK, what I'm driving down the road and some guy cuts me off and then flips me off. You have a couple of um, a couple of things that you can do <laughs> if you're if you're in that situation. Are you going to try and race up and, and speed up past him so that you can flip him back off? All right. Well, you don't want to do that because now you're putting yourself in danger. And what are you honestly doing? Are you are you trying to teach him a lesson? You don't even know that person. So why are you trying to teach him a lesson? You know, so you don't want to do that. And and kind of doing these kind of things will help put everything in, uh, into perspective. I'm not out to teach anybody a lesson. So why would I try to, you know, speed back up my car so that I can flip them off just to try and make myself seem big and bad? That's just an example. Um, but you start to really see that there are so many different sides of how you can handle reality itself. And another great way is doing what you've done. I mean, you say that you've, um, you were able to visit these insane beings um you know maybe it was maybe it was your your father maybe it was thoth maybe it was the cat person i mean there's there's i think everybody has different channels of being able to communicate with different kind of beings for me i i was able to communicate with the elohim i don't know what that is but i know that i'm not tripping and i know that it's not just some mystical fairy tale bullshit that's how certain I'm very certain of this. It's not because I want to believe it. It's because it happened. So I believe it. So anyhow, um, moving on, I wanted to get on to the 2030 because now we've talked about a s several times so far in the show 
about what possibly could be coming if the end truly was near. Now, Jacob, he's a Christian, so he's always talking about what's going to happen biblically, and I do give a lot of merit to that. But I will also say that there are other scripts all around the world, and there are plenty of different ways to look at how the world may be ending. Maybe you're just somebody that's stuck in the political realm and you're only looking at politics. And how could this end? Is it going to be Russia and Ukraine? And that's going to start the proxy war. Is it going to be Turkey and whoever? You know, maybe it's us. You know, we, we started the whole ISIS thing anyway. Um, I think that there's multiple possibilities. But whenever you talk about 2030 in specific, it's very strange that you bring that up because Klaus Schwab at the World Economic Forum says that by 2030, you will own nothing. This is his quote. You will own nothing and be happy. Well, what the hell does that mean? Is everything going to be on credit? I mean, is half the population going to be wiped out? I mean, what happened in the last couple of years? I don't know. I, maybe that has something to do with it. Um, I don't know, man. So... Yeah, I know what they're planning down at the World Economic Forum, and it is tying right in with, you know, our government's agenda. You know, you got um, old, what's his name out in California? I can't remember his name. Anyway, governor guy. Um, he's, he's basically saying that, you know, we're, by 2030, you're not going to be able to drive gas vehicles in California anymore. You're not going to be able to purchase them anymore anyway. Only electric. Well, electric is great, except <clears throat> the issue with electric is that they can tap into that and reroute you, and you no longer have full control over it. So if that's the case, and they can take full control of your car, which we've seen done before, um, there has been many of instances with, with Tesla cars, and that's probably what they're shooting for, mainly Tesla cars. There's been many of instances with Tesla cars that they've tried it. They've tried taking over. You can hack into these things. These are computers on wheels. That's all they are. There's no oil. There's no gas. There's none of that other shit. It doesn't require anything. They are computer modules on wheels and computers can be hacked. And so if your car can be hacked, if your life can be hacked, if your computer can be hacked, I mean, if you want to talk about Elon Musk and his whole Neuralink, if you're inserting that chip into your brain, guess what? That can be hacked too. I guess my point from all this is by 2030, whenever all of this is really going down, you surely will own nothing and you'll probably be happy. Well, what, what the guy said in, in uh, 2030, he said, this may be the extinction of the human race. So we got to go that direction. And as far as the ancient writings, you got uh, Thoth. I got what he says right here. And that was, he actually time traveled. He's, there's, there's no way he's lying because I tested his teleportation. He's saying the exact same thing as me. And in fact, I got his steering from him. I didn't know how to steer. I was just end up anywhere. So now I can steer. I even tried a steering and I ended up in front of a... I went to this one world and I was attacked by this little dog. And the reason I was attacked is because I thought, what if this dog bites me? So apparently the dog telepathically understood what I said and what I thought and it attacked me and I, I woke up I, I flew back to my body from the, my teleport 
transportation trip, uh, screaming. But I didn't feel any pain. It was just pressure. Because there's no pain in uh, the world I was in. So then I prayed with this. Uh, that's how you steer, by the way. You pray because your life force understands. It's like Siri in, a, in your vehicle. You say, I want to go see that dog again. There's no way I'm going to spend the next uh, eternity uh, in some kind of uh, tormented uh, existence like that. I said, I know what I did wrong. It's immortal. I got terrified. But if it's immortal, why should I be terrified? So nothing could hurt me in that world. So I says, please take me back. See that dog again. I want to I want to clear this all up. So I don't, I'm not going to be upset the rest of my life. Then I'm. this is where I'm headed. Boom. Right in front of the dog again. Exact same place. That's steering. That's precise steering. So you could teleport very precisely anywhere you want. I seen the dog again. It started attacking me like you wouldn't believe. Even worse than before. But this time I'm going, I'm thinking to myself or saying out loud, la di da You can't hurt me. I'm in, I'm in heaven. I'm immortal. And it's, it's, it's biting my uh, right arm and forearm and bicep. And I'm like, you can't hurt me. Nothing can hurt me. And I had a real good attitude. And then it sat in front, right in front of me. And telepathically, I read its mind. And it says, I thought you were still bad. As far as the vibration thing that you brought up, you know, there's other worlds too. And a person sends themselves to wherever, wherever they are, to whatever they are. So if you're listening to this right now, what kind of person are you? Look in your room. You could look in your house. Do you have evil stuff all around? Do you laugh when people are getting hurt? There is no, for the most part, there is no religion. It's it's vibration. It's positive and negative vibration. So you say, oh, heaven, yeah, that's all fantasy land. Hell, that's fantasy land. That's religious nonsense. I'm telling you as a scientist, and I've seen this in person with these teleportation trips. I went to the third level. That's where you've seen the cat people, by the way. I don't know. I don't know where those cat people came from. They were dressed. They looked like they were in cat, a full cat outfit, but they were human. They had lion ears, and all in the Bible talks about that world. He said they were speaking unspeakable things. And when I went over there, they asked me. Uh, I said, "Where am I?" He says, "Where do you think you are?" I said, "I, I think I died." And then they uh, pushed me against the wall, three of them, and they put a sawed-off double-barrel twelve-gauge shotgun to my face, and they says, "Oh, you want to die, mother bleeper?" You know, they said the word. And then, now I, and then I, I studied the Bible, so I knew when I came back. He said, that's what Paul was talking about. They were saying, speaking unspeakable things. And then a second time, I went to another world where some, I asked this old lady. She was about in her 70s. It looked like some type of uh, train depot center, arrival center or something. But they had like clothes racks, the round chrome clothes racks so i guess whoever got there i could change clothes and i asked this nice lady and at the time i, I remembered her face so clearly if, if i was an artist i could have drew it and i said excuse me ma'am how how old are you and she goes oh i just got here yesterday at 4 30 and i said so you died yesterday and then the security the lady she was a thin lady in her 20s she she uh, says you're not supposed to disclose that information to people and then I see my father in heaven, and his back was turned. I, I yelled out, hey, Father, where are you? And I seen him, and I put my uh, left hand on his uh, right back shoulder, and I said, I want you to take me back. I want, you, I want to go back now. 
So then we walked out of the building. And it was like one of those, uh, it's like Macy's, you know, where you walk in the first front glass doors and then you got a little enclosure and then you got another set of glass doors. It was like that. So we walked in the first set of glass doors and then the lady jumped me from behind and attacked me. Anyway, make long story short, then I came back. But uh, before the before I talked to that other lady, I just re, uh, because I want to bring up the other lady I seen in, in that same teleportation journey. There was this lady. She was washing her hands in a sink. I didn't see no water, but she she had her hands down there, and it was like a washroom type thing. And I just walked past the open door. I didn't see no door. And I says, excuse me, ma'am. So how old are how old are you? And she looked at me real slow and she says, fifty thousand years. And that was so bizarre. I never even put that in one of my books. But now that I got more more study, more research, sort of does make sense. Those worlds last forever. Now as far as whatever you you, the listener, are. That's why we got baptism with Jesus. That's probably the highest. Uh, well, no, that is the highest uh, positive life you could put over your life force. Like positive vibrations. When you say, like you said, instead of flipping somebody off, you're right. like, have a, blessed, have a blessed day. That's a positive vibration you're putting over your, your life force. And then when you teleport or you die, that's the world you go to equals that matter, that positive vibration that's over your life force. That's equals to matter existence in these multiple worlds. So if a person's like at the lowest point, hell, for example, that's and that they use the word evil. Yeah, and that's evil. But it, basically what if you want to break down to the science, that's just a, the lowest negative vibration you could have on your life force. And where did, where else do you think a life force is going to go? Where can it go? What what world can it go to? You, you the listener, can, do you think uh, a, a evil person with that lowest negative vibration where you're laughing at people, you're killing people, can that go to the highest vibrational matter? Those are two different existences. The, the, the matter itself is the vibration. So how could the, the, the lowest uh, negative vibration go and be quantum entangled in the highest um, positive vibration. It just, it, it's impossible. And then you have the middle. That's probably, uh, or the jerk world. That's what I call it. That's what you called it too last time. And you go to that jerk world where you got a whole world full of jerks that's equal to your matter. And then the second levels, I went there. That's I like the second level. That was my favorite out of the bunch. It, it equaled this world the, the most. But I guess you don't have the light there. I, I was looking at the light. I didn't feel that euphoria. So, so that, that sort of sucks. But it's a nice world. And I guess that's the people who are, they're trying, but they're, they're, they're not at the highest positive uh, uh, vibration that's over their life force. And so basically a person, if you break it down to science, you send yourself to what world are you going to? And there seems like there's no going back either. That lady said 50,000 years. I don't want to be in that world for 50,000 years. So I try to do good now. I did get baptized, and it stopped my karma. I was getting payback karma, maybe from a previous life or from this life, but, or, or both. But uh, baptism is basically uh, 
you, you go under the water and you die. And your spirit, that vibrational spirit, a negative spirit, dies under the water. And, the, and then the Holy, the Holy uh, Ghost gives you a new spirit. So you're actually, you're the same person, but now you have a clean spirit. And all those thousand past lifetimes, they die with that drowning, that spirit with all that negativity. And now you have a clean slate. I mean, a clean slate. There's not negative. There's not positive. It's just like day one. So if you start doing bad again, well, then uh, you're going to have the negative. And then if you start doing good, and that's what the, the real definition of uh, baptism is. It's it's uh, just cleaning the, the your life force from the uh, vibration and trying to get a new vibration. And that's uh, my take on it as a scientist. And it worked. I was getting punished like you wouldn't believe. One thing after another, and then, boom, clean slate. I even got tested. I went to two different banks within two weeks. The ladies behind the counter said they want to, uh, they want to give me hundreds of dollars extra. That that was a test. And I says, no, excuse me, ma'am, you gave me four hundred fifty dollars extra. Oh no, it's yours. You could take it. I said, no, here's the math. <laughs> because I don't want that negativity on my on my life force. I never want to go to level three again. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do everything I can to, to live a good life now. I don't want to. I don't want to go there. I never seen hell, but other people did. And this morning, before the show, I was thinking, the one dude he wrote 90 minutes in, in or 23 minutes in hell. I just seen his quick interview or something. It wasn't even the whole show. He just said it somewhere. He says that there's crocodile people there, and he says that uh, he was being tormented. And it, from my studies, Thoth talks about uh, hell having crocodile people. No kidding. Believe that? Crocodile people. Oh, wow. Yeah, I haven't heard about that. But, yeah, I mean, if, if Thoth is, is saying the same thing, then it definitely lines up. Um, but it does make sense because crocodile crocodiles are reptiles. And we've talked about reptilians. Maybe that's maybe they're related in some form or fashion. I'm sure they are all just cold blooded beasts. Um, I wanted to go back to, you know, why you should in this reality, at least in this lifetime, why you should be basically just be a good person and, and be nice to people. And, you know, you ain't got to really worry about the backlash. The way I look at life is is a it's like if you're looking at a tapestry okay and every single thread there are like hundreds of thousands if not millions of threads on a tapestry <coughs> and on those tapestries maybe one thing you do maybe you're the center point of this tapestry let's just say you're right in the center of the tapestry and every single thing that you do expands outward whether it be you know north south east west you know, any which way the tapestry goes, but they're all sending forth vibrations. And so anytime you say, um, I don't know, let's say, Johnny, let's just say, I love you, bud. Well, that right there is sending forth a good vibration. So now that that uh, thread of the tapestry is going to vibrate, vibrate, vibrate all throughout the length of the tapestry. And and then whenever it gets to the end, it somehow comes right back. And that's 
that's I I believe that that's where the old saying that uh, what goes around comes around. And that's the same thing as karma, you know, um, pretty much do good and you'll receive good. And um, I, I don't know if that works on a on a grand scale of everything, because I think that, you know, reality is very. It just happens sometimes. I think it honestly just happens and there's no way of controlling every single aspect, no matter how good of a person you are. Look how great of a guy Jesus was and dude was tortured at the end. So <laughs> it doesn't exactly line up, but I think in your day to day, it's more of an ethereal thing. It's not, it doesn't exactly, um, you know, project what happens in your physical realm so much. Because if you think about it, we are the soul. We are the spirit. We are the energy. You know, what we walk around in, these are just our meat suits. These are our vehicles. You know, the house that you live in, it's not even real. It's, it doesn't exist. These are like what is more real than your house, what is more real than your car is the energy that is you. And what's going to last longer? Is it going to be the energy of you? And I don't mean that after 60, 70, 80 years, whenever you get old and die, the end is not then. There's more after that, just as there was more before that. And so, yeah, I kind of just wanted to bring that up. And so as far as, you know, the energy that we are, I do believe that we are immortal beings. It's just that we're living this temporary human form and then we'll eventually be something else. Or maybe we'll be another human again in another lifetime. I don't know. Um, I mean, throughout my experiences with past life regression and everything i've experienced you know several times where i was a different human in a different time maybe i was in the past maybe i was in the future maybe i was you know experiencing something not even of this earth or of this realm or you know however you want to say it but i was definitely still experiencing life and I think that that's the most important thing to remember because, you know, we talk on this show about a lot of conspiracies and a lot of it really is fear-based, but we don't try to come across as fear-based. We try to come across as awareness-based. We want to make you aware of these things so that you're not really caught off guard or, you know, so that you're not walking through life blindfolded while this other shit's going on behind closed doors. But, you know, the point of it is just to become aware of everything and so that's 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 really where we want to take it and so yeah i mean that's the whole point i guess is once you become aware of reality itself you know as far as you know you understand that everything that they're trying to push is just fear-based well that is playing to your human emotion humans have fear you know the the physical body not even just humans but if pretty much if you have a physical body you're able to you're able to experience fear and um they know this like the people at the top call them the elites or what, the adrenochrome drinkers whatever you want to call them they understand that they that your body your mind your emotion works on fear it's one of the most dangerous things that you can do to a person is instill fear to them because, you know, whenever you're fearful, you know what's going on with that is that your body will then 
start to go into fear mode. So now not even just your mind is, is, is getting scared and, and fearful and frightened and all that shit. Your body starts to react to that. And that's never good because that's how some people, some people who live in fear, their organs shut down. They have cancer at an early age. You know, they're sick all the time. Um, you know, they just live in that fear world. And, and that's what I'm trying to say is that they want us living within that fear world. Yeah. Let me jump in right here. Yeah, go ahead. I suffer from the PTSD and what you're saying is absolutely correct with the media. That's what they want. Even the commercials, one blast after another, 24 hours a day. So they call what I got is like hyper uh, vigilance. That means like you think somebody's going to attack you around every single corner. Mm. And if anybody suffers from that, you could remove a huge amount of percentage of your hyper, uh, your PTSD by not even watching the news at all. Because it brings the fear. I was watching a crime on the news and I went crazy. I wanted to fight right there. I wanted to, I wanted to, um, I went into combat mode. And it's, uh, I don't want to watch, that's, I, I don't watch TV anymore after that. Well, not the news, that's for sure. Yeah, so, you got to stay away from that. I mean, and that's, that's the point of it all. But, where I, where I wanted to take that was, is that if you realize that we are immortal beings, we don't die. Energy cannot be created. It cannot be destroyed. It can only be transferred. That's it. So that means if we knew that down to our absolute core, fear tactics would never work on us. You know, even if something negatively was happening to us, happening to us temporarily, Okay, you know that you live forever and you're eventually going to get out of it. So what's the big deal, right? Like if you were skydiving and like perfect example, if you went skydiving. You know, right now in your human form, you think that, oh, I'm, you know, if I fall and this doesn't work out correctly, I'm just going to die. Well, you think that maybe that's the end. Well, maybe you would die in this physical reality. But your body, your energetic body still lives. And so I think that if we knew that on a much smaller level, as far as the news is trying to take, you know, take control of our fear and all that stuff. If we knew that on a soul level, on a spiritual level, then, you know, you probably would be a lot less um, worried about fear tactics, fear tactics and such. You know, the saying in this show is. Open up that third eye, and it's for a reason, so that you can become aware of these things. Anyway, I don't want to keep harping on that because your teleportation shit is way more interesting. Um, no, what that, that, that's what you're saying. The teleportation, so nobody worries. Right. That's what I. That's why I went on your show. I'm tired of everybody saying, "Oh, I'm, I'm gonna die. Oh, this is all there is." And then I go on your show, and you're like, "Hey." That's not the way it is. And I got Johnny Vincento on here. And I'm, I'm proving it to the world. You don't die. And it's, it's you get a physical body. And, and you walk around just as, just as like this. You're just different laws of physics. Absolutely. Yeah, that's all there is. I mean, physics work different everywhere. I mean, to be completely honest, I question the physics here. Um, but 
I wanted to go back to 2030 because now your whole reason for wanting to come on to this show is to talk about 2030 and you wanted to reach out to the United Nations. You want to warn them or prepare them for what is to come. I mean, what exactly do you plan on preparing for them in order to, um, you know, bring their awareness up to it? I mean, as far as they know, you're just some Internet troll. I mean, how how are you planning on, you know, presenting this information to them? Okay, step one. I got to email them. Step one, every nation in the world needs a test of teleportation. Just understand that I'm saying is true. The second part, humanity already went through nuclear wars. They downplay it. There's a new book that I discovered. It's not new. It's it's uh, four thousand some year, uh, six thousand years old approximately. It's called the Lost Book of Enki. E N K I. Humanity is just going through the same thing, and humanity's brains are only functioning at a frequency of approximately seven point. Uh, what is it? Seven point four three or whatever it is. Hertz. That's the frequency of the whole universe, the whole planet. Our brains, when we were created, we were created, if you want to believe it, we were created uh, by God and in the light, and our brains were functioning at a higher level. Some brains are functioning at less than that. So, for example, can you imagine, and all these Doctors that who work on brains, they all agree that we're only using about half of our brain. And they're wondering, why, why is it, what's the rest of it? The sun. So what is light anyway? Light is electromagnetic radiation at a certain frequency. And it goes into our brain, and our brain apparently is electromagnetic. So you can picture it like this. Our brains are a computer. And you plug in into the socket, which is the sun, and it's not getting enough power. So we're at midpoint. We're still eating meat. I mean, come on. You're killing animals just to have meat. People are killing animals for fun, laughing. Now, step one, every nation tests out to teleportation. Once they know that's true, step two is you op- you make a portal. It's in the Bible. Jesus. It's in the road of... Uh, Damascus, Jesus had a portal. He talked to Paul. The light was so bright, Paul went blind for a little bit. So he needs some kind of goggles or something. Because that's the type of light we're talking about. And that's at a higher frequency. So the way to stop all these nuclear wars, and the nuclear wars aren't just with uh, the Sumerian, but that's that's the lost book of Enki. It's just from the Sumerians. And if somebody says, oh, the translation was wrong, I never studied Sumerian whatsoever in my life. The guy spent his whole life translating it, and there's a chart. Each symbol has up to three to five different meanings. But if you have a carving to look at, like a photograph, you know, and then they have a story, then you could pick out the words that go along with that story. So it took me like four hours, and I did I translated maybe three paragraphs. And I was really surprised how it worked. I translated that one word, a giant 
is sitting on his throne on the right hand side and there's a tv set it's a round tv set with a stand and then there's three small people on the left now the tv set is being handled by two cords from some guy up up top in the heavens in the clouds uh, i said to myself that looks like a dimension separation viewer and when i was translating it the translation in the computer is totally wrong. It says something, uh, oh, we don't have no water for the crops. And that's nothing to do with what uh, when I did my translation. And I just used the guy's thing. Yeah, you, those words could be translated because but each symbol has uh, three to five different meanings. So I, I looked at it through a scientific point of view. And if you, if you look at that little TV set, the round thing, it has a symbol right inside, and some symbols are entire like subjects, and some symbols are like uh, uh, like entire words, and then some are like they break down the words. But anyway, uh, inside it, it had a symbol, and that symbol meant God, and it meant heaven. So this guy is up top with the cords. I don't know if those are silver cords, but and it says God is confused. Uh, that. People are coming to visit him uh, through this aqueduct to heaven. So that's what I got out of that, or those three paragraphs. So that guy's right on the money with the translation. They worked with just those three paragraphs. And then you have Thoth. Uh, Thoth talks about this um, World War III. I could just briefly say what he said. Where's it at? Oh, here, here he goes. He says, uh, When man again shall conquer the ocean and fly in the air, wings like birds, because they used to fly back then too. Uh, when he has learned to harness the lightning, then shall the time of warfare begin. Great shall the battle between the forces, great the warfare of darkness and light. Nation shall rise against nation. Using the forces to shatter the earth, weapons of force shall wipe out the earth man until half of the races of men shall be gone. If you're watching this, go Google right now. Google the, the word V-A-J-R-A. Vajra. V-A-J-R-A. Now when you get that image, that's an ancient nuclear bomb. That's what they look like. In fact, they found one of those things too. And they don't know what it is. They were laughing on the internet saying, oh, look what we found. Uh, what is this, an ancient um, cappuccino maker? I grew up uh, around the military, and it's quite clear that that's a, uh, a pressure uh, trigger. Well, if you, when you get some time, you take a look at it, uh, Jonathan. Uh, it, it's, um, it has a point on both sides, and it has three to four clamps, and you activate the nuclear bomb by opening the clamps. Just picture your fingers opening up and then they're closed, they're opening up. So, And then you have a point. With, um, you have a long shaft that goes inside the thing. It's about, uh, they come in different sizes, but just figure uh, the biggest one would probably be about three feet long, shortest one, maybe a foot. And these are these what they used to use. And it's written all over the place in the, the Sanskrits, the Mahabharata. 
and they describe uh, as, as well as the Sumerian text and in the Bible. And they even found the remains of what this, these people are talking about over there by the Dead Sea Scrolls. They found uh, whole populations all radiated, melted glass everywhere, like in the, the testing center of uh, Nevada for the atomic bombs. They found all that. And they said, oh, no, they're not radiated. They're just radiated because that's the... That's the ground, but that's not true because even this ancient writing, especially Enki, Enki said that after the nuclear bomb, the whole earth, the, the uh, circle of the earth, um, this is from the Sanskrits, but they said the same thing. Uh, the, uh, heat from it uh, covered the entire, uh, the power and heat from it covered the entire world. And then in the Mahabharata, they say, uh, it, uh, it exploded as as ten thousand suns, and then they go into great detail and it's disgusting. I won't even advise anybody to read it because they go into great detail about the radiation poisoning. And humanity is never going to ever change, even if we go back to the Stone Age again. So give it another ten thousand years, we'll be blowing ourselves up again because it already happened. So the only way to change the whole planet. This is step two of the. UN uh, discussion is to build this portal and it's not that difficult if you have some engineers you just figure a round frame about two feet deep six feet diameter with uh, some wheels on it and what you do is you put your vibration uh, machines around the frame and you practice with a uh, different vibration signals what you want to do is equal heaven heaven is at a higher frequency you could start out if our uh, if our vibration uh don't ever go below it though because there's a world below us too you don't want to contact that one so by by replicating the frequency of heaven this um portal would automatically take us to heaven no it would open the light to earth like we used to have now let me jump right over here now this is very interesting this is the beginning uh this is even before the bible um, far in a past time, lost in the space time, the children of light. Everybody who read the Bible, anything knows of that. Um, let's see. Okay. Seeing the children of men uh, bound by the force that came beyond. And let's see. Down they descended and created bodies taking the resemblance of men as their own. The masters of everything said after their forming. We are they who took formed from the space dust, partaking of life from the infinite all, living in the world as children of men, yet and yet unlike the children of men. And then he got jumped to the Bible, says the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and took them as wives, all they chose. Then you jump back to Thoth. Thirty and two were there of the children, sons of lights, who had come among men seeking to free them from the bondage of darkness, those who were bound by the force and beyond. Now, here's the light. This is uh, for immortality, but this also will. Uh, raise the frequency, stimulate 
open, expand, ev instantly evolve a human's brain. Even an animal, because the revelations, or no, Isaiah talks about how animals are going to sit next to children and eat grass. So it sounds like this will even affect animals. So what did these um, 32 uh, spirits did? They took bodies formed from their mind. And they placed in the center of their table, I, I suppose, a ray of great potence, life-giving, light-giving, filling with power, all who came near it. Placed they around it thrones. Two and thirty, sounds like chairs. Places for each of the children of life, of light. Placed so that they were bathed in the radiance, filled with the life of the eternal light. One hundred years out of each thousand must, must the life-giving light flame forth on their bodies, quickening, awakening the spirit of life. So it sounds like if we had one of these, we could live, we could renew our bodies by just sitting in front of that thing on the weekends. Uh, physically, I mean, I'm talking about heaven now. I'm not talking about other worlds. I'm talking about here now. We could, the light of this portal by equaling the vibration, and there's, you need vibration waves. That's the secret. You want to equal the vibration of heaven because it's a frequency higher than ours in the air because it doesn't matter if that air is here or in outer space. But it's all the same. It's dark, It's called dark matter. And dark matter is a three-dimensional field. People don't, others, the whole world doesn't know what this is. I went I had the teleportation project. I know what dark matter is because I went through it. But people don't even know what dark matter is. They think outer space is just outer space and they have all these theories. Oh, it's, it's matter. It's not matter at all. Dark matter is a three-dimensional energy vibrational field. And on Earth, it's the same exact thing, but we have air. So if, if you bomb blast uh, the inside of that two-foot by six-foot uh, frame, the air, you could practice with maybe, I like the idea that somebody brought up, they have two vibration uh, machines working at the same time. One will um, start at uh, the seven point, um, whatever it is, four, three uh, hertz, and raise one, go up one. And then the other one could start at, start at uh, maybe 14 uh, hertz, and go down, and then you'll, and then you just, uh, and then you just practice this this formula between, and also you need some electricity because I had one of these portals open on me in my office, so I guess somebody was trying to contact me from somewhere, and I heard electricity, so apparently electricity needs to be uh, put into that formula somewhere. So you got my, uh, vibrational waves plus electricity, and the light was so bright when it came into my office, I, I said to myself, "Don't look at the light; you'll you'll be blind." I mean. This light is is uh, at a higher frequency, and this is the second step for the UN, uh, and that would be to actually evolve humans into a new species, a new advanced species of uh, a new branch of humanity. You could call it the, I think that's a good name for it, the new branch, and that's how uh, you could. And that uh, way, you're saying it, if. If we were able to do all of this, we would be able to 
you know, kind of not have to worry so much about all of this war and chaos and World War Three and manipulation of sorts <clears throat> that we would be able to move past all that because it wouldn't affect us because we are vibrating at that higher level? Yes. When I seen the light, I was on my teleport trip. I looked at the sky and I felt, I felt euphoria. I came back. I don't even want to kill a fly anymore. Somebody dropped a hundred thousand dollars out of the wallet. I would be unable to steal it. I would say because my my, and I'm not saying my brain is much higher. I'm I'm saying just a tiny bit higher. I I, I see what they're saying. You probably have to stay in that uh, light. I used to have other gifts when I came back too. I was able to see auras, like this one lady at the at the liquor store. Hmm. She had one of uh, some of my books for sale at her front counter. I mean, what better place to sell the books, you know, <laughs> have a few, so you need a few drinks just to read a thing. Right, so, right. She was glowing and I could actually see the, 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 the golden yellowish glow around her. And this is after my teleportation thing. And I says, wow, what happened to you? And she says, oh, I just got back from my honeymoon. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that honeymoon phase is always high vibe. Yeah. And then I was able to read minds. So just uh, the main thing, though, is you don't want to do anything bad purposely. I don't want to kill no. I, ch- I chase this fly around for 10 minutes just so I could save a slight foot out the window. That's that's because my brain uh, frequency just went up just a tiny bit. That's all it takes. You don't need too much. Imagine if it's ro- imagine if your brain's r- running on full full strength. You're not going to want to kill nobody. You're not if you don't want to kill a, a bug. How are you supposed to wipe out a whole nation with a nuclear bomb? So the whole. Uh, I like the idea about uh, what you said about that one guy who says that um, it, it'll be like a paradise. You're going to have everything. But he's probably talking about uh, people are all going to die probably because they do want to kill a bunch of uh, people. with. Uh, they want to wipe out six billion people from Earth somehow. You heard that with Bill Gates. and uh, uh, This is my opinion, by the way, and uh, Elon Musk. They're, yep. they're in well, the, the less people there are, the easy, the easier it is to control the remaining. You know, this is the solution to the planet right here. It's far-fetched. I don't think it's far-fetched because this is a nice way to have paradise on Earth. I, mean, oh, I, I believe it. Yeah, I mean, it's it is out there. Don't get me wrong. Like this is something that not a lot of people are going to really be open-minded to but i think that if you open your mind and do as we say as far as opening up your third eye you'll be able to see yo this actually does make sense and is it possible i don't know i'm definitely willing to try it i'll give it a shot i mean why why wouldn't we you know so anyway johnny this was awesome every single time that you come on the show it is always amazing it's always mind bending i feel like i'm on a mushroom trip every time i'm talking to you <laughs> um is there uh anybody that wants to reach out to you or uh you know look at any of your books how would they do so you could google johnny vincento it's v i n c e n t o johnny j o h n n y johnny vincento go to amazon.com type in teleport news it's free for the most of the month each uh, different issue each day. So you got to shop around, uh, look at all the different issues. 
And in conclusion, I would like to always end with something nice. Here's what Nasodamus said about our time. At the eve of desolation, when the perverted church is atop her most high and sublime dignity, there will proceed one born from a branch, long barren, who will deliver the people of the world from a meek and voluntary slavery and place them under the protection of inner heavenly light. The light of a sect shall spread the world over. I like your candles. That's the light of the sect. Absolutely. Yes, that's what we try to bring is the light. Um, anyhow, Johnny, thank you so much for coming on, man. It's always a pleasure talking with you. We'll definitely have to uh, do this again uh, some point in the future. And uh, yeah, with that being said, this was another beautiful episode of The Cult of Conspiracy. And my name's Jonathan. And there's one very important, extremely vital thing we need you to do just as soon as humanly possible. Open up that third eye. Hey, cult members, Jacob here. Just wanted to ask, who wants better sex? The best way to get started is to go to adamandeve.com right now. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item, but that's not all. When you get one item, they will also send three bonus sexy items and six free movies. They offer discreet shipping as your privacy is a priority, plus free shipping on your entire order. Doesn't matter how much you spend or what you buy. All will be packaged and sent discreetly for free. That's 50% off one item and 10 free gifts to boot. Bring more pleasure and satisfaction into your bedroom. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy or anything you desire. Just enter the offer code CULT at checkout and you'll get 50% off almost any item, plus 10 free gifts, 3 bonus items, 6 free movies, and free shipping. Use the offer code CULT, that's C-U-L-T, at adamandeve.com. Now this is an exclusive offer specific to this podcast, so be sure to use this code to get you not just the discount and the free goodies, but also the 100% free shipping with the code CULT.